Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Talk H, Sale, or GC. Hello, Egg Chasers. Welcome to the Egg Chasers Rugby Podcast, the podcast about rugby that doesn't take itself or the game too seriously, and the rugby podcast that is here with you 52 weeks of the year, even through these barren summer months. Three weeks to go until... With three more weekends, yeah, until... We've got the Avicii Premiership, the Pro 14 domestic rugby back. There is the Rugby Championship to talk about on this podcast as well, which gets underway next weekend. There's the Women's Rugby World Cup. There's some shenanigans going on in the England rugby camp. There's some transfers. Uh, there's some uh, a game of rugby social. And we've also got two more clubs going under the microscope as we look ahead to the brand new season. So uh, thank you very much for joining us. I'm Tim. JB's here. Hello, Timothy. And there's Phil. Hello, Tim. Uh, JB and Phil have been showing me the picture of the stadium they're going to be playing rugby at in America. (laughs) The trip that I can't make. I'm devastated. America! America. Not entirely sure I'll be playing. Uh, We'll see. I I will be playing. I will be playing. Halfboots will play. Mm. I'm considering my options at the moment. Devoed. Oh, well. (laughs) <laughs> uh, so how are you find how are you finding these this weekend's been odd because there has been well, the Women's Rugby World Cup that's been a thankful welcome addition but it's, it feels so empty so desolate it's good thinking time though isn't it I mean <laughs> they say that kids should be bored occasionally it, help, it helps their development I kind of feel that maybe we should be bored you know occasionally maybe we shouldn't have all this rugby all the time yeah Give it time to think I can go with that time to really ponder the upcoming season yeah i'm literally doing nothing but pondering the upcoming season because there are pre-seasons going on and they are quite interesting there are i'm also pondering the new season because i've i've tried to ask myself what would phil do uh, ahead of the fantasy rugby draft uh, that we're doing (laughs) and i I imagined that phil to win would have done the draft did you by compiling a spreadsheet of some description didn't you lose our hours on the last day of the season so i was Number one in the world for much of last year, uh, mm-hmm. and then because of the ludicrous format of the two-legged semi-final but single-legged final, mm-hmm. which finished on the twenty-first week of the season, and a load of players like Billy Vanapolo and Louis Pickamol both got rested for that week's, so I actually lost the final of our draft league to Bryn, Bryn Williams. Oh, did he? Yes. Yeah. Good. Good. Like a deserved winner. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not at all bitter. <laughs> But uh, so I've been making a spreadsheet this weekend with my empty weekend, <laughs> trying to trying to find some value down the draft. Uh, but uh, pondering is exactly what SDC two eight zero seven, who's left a review on the Apple Podcast Store on iTunes, leave a review there. We're also on Acast. Uh, but SDC 
left a five-star review and it was pondering that he was doing while listening to the podcast. He said, uh, this podcast has filled many a good dog walk. Mm. The rugby discussions in this podcast are like uh, just like the idiotic, well-meant nonsense you hear in your clubhouse. There's an annoyingly bumptious radio contributor. There's a stat-filled quota of rule books. Oh, and those are the compliments. Go on. <laughs> law, a, law books. And a semi-professional idealist zealot. Now, <laughs> I, I, I read those and thought, actually, well, firstly, I had to look up what bumptious meant, and it means crudely or loudly assertive. <laughs> <laughs> and, that, and that made me wonder whether, whether, am I the zealot in that, actually, of his description? Because when he says radio contributor, I'm a radio presenter. Oh, yeah. But you're, you, you quite often yeah. feature as a contributor. So I wonder Five if... Live Live, BBC Radio And Manchester. that would sort of fit with my whole sort of like um, uh, an idealist zealot. You're an idealist and you're a zealot. I can't. So, I don't know which one's hell, which. But you're not semi-professional. No. You're very much professional. Yeah, so I don't know. So anyway, either or. I think it just probably highlights what we've been saying before, where the, 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 the left and the right probably have more in common than... Uh, exactly. ...than differences. Anyway, he goes on to say, the best bits are when the boys disagree. Thankfully, this happens a lot. Let the boys play <laughs> and keep broadcasting, uh, otherwise I might have to put the dog down. Now... <laughs> In the wood chipper. <laughs> now, I've got a feeling that guy might be from my school. Uh, what, was his, did his name give it away? What was his name again? SDC. Which is what we refer to St. David's College as, SDC. So maybe maybe it is, maybe it isn't. Maybe. And what would... Okay, well, there you go. So, on with the podcast. Leave your review. You can find us on Acast and on the Apple Podcast Store and anywhere else you get your podcast. That's probably where you're listening to one of those right now. Um, so, where do we start then? What's 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 been your the the, mo- the biggest thing, Phil, that's uh, caught your attention this week? Hang on, sorry, go on, Phil. Uh, it, it's probably the only rugby that I have watched, which has been the bits of the women's uh, Hang on rugby a world minute. cup. Hang on, now I do want to talk about the women's world cup, and I don't want to discredit <laughs> it anyway by jumping in with this. But what is the most egg chasery story of the week? It oh, isn't, oh, most, it isn't the I, women's world cup. I, no, I was wondering sure. if big, anyone would jump in with this one first. How the is biggest, this not the... the biggest story broke just as people were probably listening to our pod for the the first time last Monday, and it was Denny and Manu getting kicked out of. England's training camp. That's what I want to talk about. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was so devastated that this happened just before, uh, just after our podcast just, was yeah. recording. As we were recording, they were getting in taxis to go to London. <laughs> yeah. And then the best thing is, I mean, I don't. Where is training? Oh, sorry. Where is Pennyhill Park? It is like like uh, Hertfordshire. It's sort of north North London, near Watford. See, I was assuming Pennyhill Park was like in the Bahamas somewhere, like a tax haven, <laughs> like uh, some sort of colonial tax haven, which they flew, which, which they flew them in. But um, I, that's quite a taxi ride, is it not? Uh, that would have been a good 30, 40, 40 quid, I reckon. And the rest from central London. Yeah, yeah 50, 22 grand 80. a game. Yeah. It's all relative, isn't it? Yeah, it's true. Uh, I, well, the thing which kind of stands out for me here is Manu must really like Denny. They must really have hit it off. Yeah, this would be the first time they've met. Yeah, Pre- Presumably. presumably. Unless they kind of introduce themselves at a uh, sale Leicester game, maybe. I don't think so. <laughs> so yeah. Anyway, so was it was it that there was a curfew they ignored? Was it that they just were being unprofessional because they didn't report for training in the required state the next day? Or what exactly is the offence? Yeah. As, as okay. So 
what happened is they went for some drinks, ended up in London. I don't know if they were in London to start with or if they uh, ended up in London. But they're in London, and then they got a taxi back very early in the morning to Penny Hill Park, and the next day was their first and only contact day. Ah. Which is tricky. Oh, my word. So yeah. they were only in camp. As far as I'm aware, they were only in camp for three days. Yeah, that's right. So how long was the England camp? Because people were popping in. Well, no. As in the England camp oh, the was whole... the camp was for three days, right? Okay, so some some of the, the the people involved in Lions uh, had the, had an optional one day, yeah. Mm. Which so not all the six lines, of them did, yeah. Not all the lines did anything. Six came in for either the Saturday or the Monday. Uh, what kind of option is that? Is that the sort of option where your wife says, "Oh, go if you want to," <laughs> and that and that yeah. was for a personal review as well. It wasn't for any physical training. That was for a sort of one to one personal review and goal setting type session. Oh my god! What a day to come in wasted on your personal review. <laughs> what a day! Oh, well, that wasn't necessarily so. But, but, no, no. But this was the, they were coming. They, they, I mean, just how stupid. Well, yeah, that's that's what. If if you really, if Manu and Denny really hit it off and they really want to go for a few beers together, just wait two days. Just go at the end of the training camp. You got loads of time. Yeah. So. Yeah, they came back drunk. There is no curfew for the England team, and there's no alcohol policy for the England no, team. No, and I, I like which I, is great. I've always liked that about about rugby. Is yep. that it's, it's not this whole and you get this in the tabloids. Oh, there's a there's a there's a sex ban, there's a booze ban, there's a curfew in football World Cups. It's just treating adults like kids. Treat adults like adults, and then when you they give them responsibility like when they behave like kids, then slam them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, I could kind of agree. They were just idiots, weren't they? Just absolute <laughs> idiots. <laughs> it feels so stupid. It's Two days after um, Eddie Jones was waxing lyrical about oh, the potential Manu. of Manu as well. Uh, yeah, if he's fit, he plays. I mean, that's a great message to send to someone like, you know, wh- whoever the next centre is, <laughs> Piers Francis or whoever. Um, it's, yeah, it was very, very silly. I don't understand why they couldn't keep it in-house, though. It didn't didn't strike me like something they need to put on a press release and need to f- flaunt in the media. Culture. But what is Show, the culture? Showing the like, culture. Or just threw you under the bus. Yeah, maybe. Maybe the cultures bring them in, tell them off, send them back, don't pick them next time. But depending on where they were and what they were doing, there could have been uh, people taking photographs and stuff, I suppose. Yeah, well, nothing I just because very little has actually come out about this, has it? No. Yeah, I wonder if it's a... No, it can't be a press thing, because I was thinking, like, maybe they had the picture taken and someone phoned up the England camp and said, look, we've got these pictures, and they kind of preempted it. But then, why didn't they... Why were there no pictures? Why was there nothing? So it makes me think they could have kept it in-house if they really wanted to. I don't see what the point is in tarnishing these players any further. Um, the worst thing for Manu is every time he does something wrong, they roll out his rap sheet. Yeah. And it's not a particularly bad rap sheet. It's a no, rap it's sheet not. It's a of a you know, 26-year-old man who's, had, who's got loads of fame and loads of money. Exactly. And cast your mind back to when we were going through the, the tour stories during the Lions tour and we talked about... Robert Blair, Paddy Main, the Irish and British and Irish luck, <laughs> yeah. and and the japes that he got into. Uh, I mean, and Manu just jumped off a ferry and went out on the went I mean, out on the piss. Jumping off a ferry to me is a key indicator. You should definitely be playing for your national team. <laughs> it's not a negative. I mean, Paddy Main would have jumped off a ferry, no problem. The big difference is Paddy Main would have would have had a knife, uh, uh, an, a knife between his teeth. I mean, that is it. But it's just if you could pick two guys, I mean, not that anyone should have done it, but if you would pick two guys that probably have 
not necessarily more to prove, but more uh, would be would be looking at this like an opportunity. Yeah, those two are right up there. Yeah. Well, I think Manu knows he's got credit in the bank because he's such an outstanding specimen. And if he comes back to Leicester Tigers and he plays to even a quarter of, of his potential, he'll probably walk back into the squad, regardless of if he's drinking hard or not. <laughs> As for Denny. It's not quite so clear because his England career was in tatters until 30 seconds before the end of the first test in Argentina. Oh, God. He scores that wonder try. The worst start to a debut. Yeah. And then the best finish to a yeah. debut. Like the contrast between missing three tackles that let in two tries and then scoring, scoring the winner. an what incredible. Was it, it was it was the winner. Yeah, it was scoring the winner. scoring the winner in the 76th minute and beating half the Argent- Argentine team to do so. It was quite incredible. Yeah, and it must be a weird thing, wasn't it? I mean, you're in some Yorkshire town. You've been ferried over from New from New Zealand. You're on next to no money for a professional rugby player. Yeah. And all of a sudden, you're in the Premiership. Then you're at Sel- uh, 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 you're playing with Sale Sharks. You're one of the leading try scorers over that period of games that he's played. You're elevated to the England squad. You've gone to Argentina. You've scored the winner. Picked and up, now you're drinking up. with Manu Tuolani. Yeah. His, his two... What a six months. His two caps for England would have got him virtually the same amount of money he was on per year at Castleford. Yeah. I mean, it's not... It's no wonder that he wants to have a drink or two. <laughs> uh, yeah. There's a lot of success very, very quickly for him. So, mm. yeah. It's a shame, but, but you know what? They'll laugh about it at Christmas. They will, but there's just so, many, so much time to go out on the lash. And if there's a time... Oh, I just don't... Yeah. Anyway... Anyway, it's a, it's a shame. So Let the boys it is, play. It is a shame. And it does, the fact that it's been raised does suggest that it, it was quite serious. Like like you've, we've already said, the the England boys are given quite a lot of credit. There's no, no curfew, no alcohol ban. They must have turned up late in, in a pretty bad way, I'm guessing. Yeah, you're probably, I mean, you're almost <laughs> certainly right. You don't yeah. come in at four in the morning sober, do you? What happened? We wanted want a late night Chinese. No, <laughs> and it's two months till the autumn international squad will be announced. So if there's a fifty-fifty call to be made, yeah, that's yeah. yeah. Well, uh, you know, if Manu's fit, I doubt it'll be a fifty-fifty call. Solomon, a bit silly. Yes, it is. Um, go on then, Phil. Women's World Cup. Yeah. So I've not watched all of it by any stretch, but I've seen the England games. Um, albeit they've only played Spain and Italy, mm-hmm. um, and. They rested quite a few players for the first game, played around with the squads a little bit, but they've had two very handsome wins, scored a bag full of tries. I saw one great try against Italy, a brilliant offload from a front row, uh, which led to a led to a cracking try. Did, yeah. you, did you see what Jeff Probin wrote <laughs> or tweeted? I've seen the, the headline of his rugby paper article. Go on. Which was something along the lines of, I don't see why the women's game yes. needs a World Cup. I'm puzzled why the women's game needs a World Cup. What I quite like, so that was. What a, does he mean by that exactly? Uh, it's a good question, to be honest. I've I've not read the article. Um, yeah, I mean, is he just saying it's not big enough, or the quality's not there? I mean, that could be, that could be part of it. The, I guess there is an argument to say a World Cup where you've got I'm not sure how many teams, twelve or sixteen teams. Perhaps the quality isn't wide enough to support that many, because, for example, Hong Kong. Have played two games. Mm. They lost ninety-eight nil to Canada Ooh. in their first game, and then you think, oh well, Canada are a pretty good women's team. Yeah, they'll, they'll get someone easier next time. Oh no, they get the Black Ferns, one hundred and twenty-one nil. 
That's not good, is it? No one's benefiting from that game, are they? But then you you go back and look at... It's only the last World Cup that the Tier 2 nations actually started to be more competitive Pre- prior to that you, you would you would look at japan who beat south africa in previous world cups got absolutely humped 100 i think the world record defeat yeah, yeah. 141 nil or something was it against yeah yeah my view on this is actually probing's completely wrong on this yeah because the gap between the very top women's team in the world which is probably england uh, it, it will be a lot smaller than say true. spain or even hong kong I mean, yes, England ladies are very, very good. Women, England women. Sorry, I know this is this is me being what? an idealist zealot. What are you talking about? It's the Women's World Cup, not the Ladies World Cup. The, no, the ladies. Ladies. <laughs> the ladies. Ladies is uh, yeah, kind of... I, actually, not only the ladies, right? I, <laughs> I address my team, my Talk H team, as gentlemen. So they will be ladies, thank you very much. If it's the Gentlemen's Rugby World Cup and the Ladies' Rugby World Cup, I'm, I'm, I'm down with that. But right. if it's men's and ladies, that's... Uh, anyway, oh, that's, right. my, that's the idealist <laughs> zealot in me. I just me. can't wait for the non-binary World Cup because that's the, that's the only correct World Cup. Um, so where was I with this? Jeff yeah. Probin's a, yeah, yeah. So a wrong and for... Yeah, he is wrong because if you think about the difference between New Zealand and Uruguay, I bet there's a much bigger gap between those two than there is between England and all the competing nations. Yes. Because, you know, they are the best, but they are still... Well, they've had their 15s contracts cancelled now. So, I guess next year they'll be amateurs again. Worth reminding people that there's lots of rugby which you can watch via the World Rugby website. Yeah. Yeah, uh, definitely. And all, all the... Follow their Facebook page because all the highlights come on through there. There's a yeah, very there's easy way good of, matches of there. I mean, it. men's and women's. When there's a load of games on which you want to see but you just can't get through, like, mainstream mainstream media here we go um uh through normal through normal media uh like was georgia usa on there um yeah Sar- i think it was Sar- i think saracen's usa oh i've watched well. i've watched a few uh georgia games georgia samoa georgia russia romania spain those those kind of games mm. like normally they're normally available through world rugby very yeah. good there you go uh, now just a quick question before we move on for the women's world cup because i want to ask this question do the women, do the women's teams, naturally kind of co- coincide with how good the men's teams are? What I mean by that? Are there, are there any women's teams that are substantially better relatively than the men's teams? I think the USA team are pretty handy. Mm. They're one of the one of the better teams. They're very very good at supporting women's sport in general, aren't they? They yeah. um, like team sports. Um, Canada are also good. So Canada beat Wales fifteen nil. Yeah, this weekend, which you probably wouldn't see. Uh, the other way around. Probably not. Um, France are very good, which is not surprising. <laughs> but France hammered Australia 48-0 Did they? this week. Yeah, That is surprising. They've got some proper units in that French team. Yeah. That's I've pr- seen a few of the tries they scored. <laughs> Pretty handy. That's probably a tiny bit of a mi- world micro. Uh, world rugby microcosm for the state of Australian rugby anyway. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> maybe. Oh, God, yeah, we'll have to get onto that in a bit. Jeez, what a mess. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so quick interlude. I've I've been keeping an eye on the social media accounts of Rugby Union Internationals uh, and their girlfriends, obviously. Um, <laughs> of course. Of course. Uh, but I have got a quick game of rugby social. Mm. Oh. So, firstly, starting with James Haskell. Was James Haskell on Instagram um, complaining about... Well, he, he's, he's, his Mrs. Chloe Madeley calls him a conspiracy theorist. Uh, so James Haskell was positing a conspiracy. But was the conspiracy 
an environmental conspiracy, an artificial intelligence conspiracy, or a nuclear war conspiracy? Yes, JB. Nuclear war conspiracy. Philip? I've seen a few of Haskell's um, Instagram posts this week. Instagram, is he? Yeah. <laughs> 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 um, you, you, from the ones I've seen, you were just banging on about social media influ- influence, influencers, if I can even say it. Um, so I'm going to go for artificial intelligence. Okay. Not, that, not that they're linked. but Influencer marketing is, uh, is a massively... Uh, growing sector very lucrative uh, very lucrative um he was rather scathing scathing about social media influencers yeah, there's I, I i might be as well as in the people or the the people yeah so there's some people that they build up an audience and then they get paid a, a crap ton of money to yeah, like to flog stuff there's to quite say, a lot of youtubers zoella or yeah all like that. of that yeah all to, of that stuff to flog herbalife and that kind of crap but it's, it's because idea. it's because mainstream advertising Imagine. sort of just you get bombarded with so much. Oh, I'm with yeah. you. So I mean, I, I had a business idea. It's to set up a podcast to sell razors. That'll never never work. That won't work. Doing it yet? <laughs> um, right, you're both wrong. Oh right. It wasn't okay. artificial intelligence or nuclear war. It was environmental conspiracy. So James Haskell uh, was pointing out the fact that he gets given so much grief to make sure the recycling is put in certain bins and only certain types of things. And then when his recycling, uh, his local council come round, they lob it all in the same back of the same lorry. Yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> sounds about right. I'm not, I'm not sure that's true. And then they export it to, to Brazil. <laughs> Landfill. That's what they do. <laughs> uh, so anyway, no points for either of you there. Uh, next one. Was Manu Tuolangi spending his weekend walking his dog, <laughs> getting smashed in London, or jumping off a ferry? If is he's not getting smashed in London, uh, I'm not playing. I'm not playing <laughs> any more this game. That's is it. that done? This weekend that we are currently finishing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. So he's definitely. <laughs> he's gonna. He's got to be walking his dog. He's an idiot if he's not walking uh, his dog. Point to Phil. I'll move on to the next yeah. one. Uh, RD Surveyor. Was he having, in the New Zealand camp, was he playing cards with the bros? Was he drinking coffee with the boys? <laughs> or was he having a cake with the lady? Ooh. I'm going to cake with lady. Oh, I'm going to go cake with lady. Uh, cards with the boys. Sorry. Cake with a woman. Two <laughs> nil <laughs> uh, to Phil. Yes, he's, play, he's playing joke. cards. Cards and Corbs was he on social media showing off his new beard, his new car, or his new deadlift personal best? Oh, this is a slam it dunk. Could, it could be any of those. To be fair, no, no, it's not his new beard because he didn't get rid of the old one. From what I can remember, he's, yeah. he's had a beard for a long time. He's yeah. slimming down, so I can't imagine he's lifting much. But he loves posting about his car, which will undoubtedly be a BMW. He does. <laughs> he does love his BMWs. Um, I think so. I've seen a few videos of him in the gym. He's throwing some serious tin around. So I'm going to go for deadlift PB. It's a three 0 whitewash to Phil. This is a joke. I guess. <laughs> all right. Guess what his deadlift PB is. Oh, okay. Closest uh, to the pin. Right. Sorry. Two reps. So this is two, two reps. This is two rep. Two rep. Deadlift PB. Ooh. He's going to be 5kg lighter than me, I'd say. So <laughs> I'm going to go 100 and, uh, 230. No, 230 is my two rep, and I'm 30, 30 or 40 kilograms lighter than wait, him. Wait, wait, it was Team JB that you were on when you did did that. I wa- so was. It's averaged out, actually, I'm about <laughs> that. It was credited to me. Team JB, yeah, Team JB got the uh, PB. Correct. Um, 
I'm going to go for for two two seventy. Do you know what? Two fifty. Two fifty. You're not far off Corbs. Proportionally, well, I'm uh, quite a way ahead. I, yeah, I'd you say. are. Like, but uh, weight to um, uh, power to weight ratio. Well, Adam power Jones to ratio. was watching Phil do deadlifts, and he was like, "That's not far off what I can do." <laughs> so it sounds like Corbus Yero is a proper beast, actually. I was two, what, two eighty, two eighty, uh, sorry, two two fifty for two, 250 for two is is very good. And he doesn't, he doesn't, he, he was having no gaps between the reps. Yeah, he was doing Touch his. And go. He was doing like two hundred for ten. And no gaps, just straight up and down. Bosh, yeah. bosh, bosh, bosh. Two hundred for ten is very good. He's uh, he's looking in good shape out in Miami. It's all right, isn't it? <laughs> How the other half live? Yeah. yeah. All right. So that's rugby social. Phil smashed it. Um, let's get on to right. I tell you what, transfer rumours because this is the other interesting story Ooh. that's happened this week, isn't it? Before we we'll get on to rugby championship a, and our two clubs. There's a few bits of movement in the transfer market this week. Yeah. Um, the most eye-catching, Ch- uh, Sir Charles. Uh for next season is going to be going to Brizzle for oh. 900,000 per year a 1.8 million pound two year deal that oh. he will be this time next year unless someone else gets paid more he will be the highest paid rugby player on earth oh. is he a good player yes yes is he the world's best rugby player no no but top five uh, no top five in his position no but really? probably not. Probably not. But, but what I, what I would say is he, where does he rank in players who can play every game if fit? Play every That's game and good. play in a variety of positions as well. So yeah. he can play thirteen wing, fifteen, uh, equally adept in all of those. He's also he's he's twenty five and he is available. So is that what so it is? so how many people? How many All Blacks? of his age are available to Northern Hemisphere teams it makes a mockery very very few it makes a mockery doesn't it of the stance that the players take to stay with the All Blacks when you're getting paid that much I mean don't get me wrong All Blacks is a very special shirt to wear so on and so forth but I can't imagine anyone in that squad is getting anywhere near that amount of money unless the All Black match fee is that high No, which is why I think the All Blacks are going to do what they have done a little bit more and let players go off and Make their coin sabbatical. straight after the World Cups and stuff. Go make some money, come back. Yeah. yeah. Now, I actually think that's more important, not for the players themselves to make money, but for the fringe players who aren't getting a game in the All Blacks to then get that All Black money in replacement. That's, that's a good point. Because there's something kind of sinister about the All Blacks in a way. And it's you see so many lads who are so good at rugby kind of hanging around in New Zealand on fairly low pay by, I'd say... Com- pre- compared to if they went to, to the France premiership. or the Premiership, yeah. Yeah, and it feels like, I mean, they're not wasting their careers. They're doing a, you know, a pretty good job and they might be an all-black. But if they went away, they get so much so much more. So actually freeing up those all-black spaces, if that's what they actually do, is pr- a pretty shrewd move because the boys need to get paid. They do, yeah. Uh, I would actually contest that Charles Piertau is worth every penny of this. I think you're not far off, to be honest. Um, not only is he worth every penny, I actually think if he was in the All Black squad, if he's still in New Zealand, he would be a regular All Black. Oh, yeah. So yeah. that would automatically put him into probably top five in the world in his position. Yeah. But just because he's not there, it's you know, it's easy to discount, to discount him. And then I guess there's a premium as well to move from a club like uh, Ulster, who are such a fine established club with good systems, over to Bristol, and you don't know what the future hold, holds there. No, it, this does, it almost smacks of the, what Bristol were doing kind of for the last five years, I'd say, 
prior to them actually getting promoted, spending big, bringing all the players in, and then falling at the final hurdle. Now it's there's no playoffs now, so that they could be done and in, and in the premi- Premiership by Christmas. Mm. Yeah, true. Well, as near as damn it. Yeah. The war be over by Christmas. Yeah. Th- 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 yeah. There is no uh, there is no salary cap in the Championship. There is in the Aviva Premiership nine hundred thousand. The current salary cap is what six million, something it's like seven, that. Seven, I seven, think it's seven or seven and a half. But, but it's a humongous wedge out the, of that. Marky, it'd be one of the two. Uh, mar- one of the two marquees. Yes, you're right. It, it, can't not be well hang on if there's no salary cap there's no more key players not in the championship yeah, but as but when as, they come up, as soon as he gets the to the premiership yeah and they've got Madigan there I don't think he's cheap no he won't be um, who's a nine because obviously they've lost, they've lost Cliff he was probably their best nine. Oh no um, Albie Matthewson yeah they brought Matthew Albison as we kept calling him yeah so which, Madigan, which is it Matthew, Albie. Um, Madigan won't be cheap and Luatua won't be cheap as well there, there is a foreign player limit as well, isn't there? In, there in, is. in match day squads, like the um, yeah. I wonder how that will affect things next he year. Is Matthewson somehow? Oh no, he's got a cap, so no, it doesn't matter. Unless he's got a British passport oh, hang or on, a hang Commonwealth on. Is passport. Is there foreign player limit? Is, is that it's like, like it's like outs overseas players? Overseas who are capped by someone else, or like so? For instance, no, because there's so Commonwealth countries fall within the cap. Yeah, so. You, they don't count towards it, so I think South Africans and a lot of is that a lot of Islanders, Colpac. I yeah. think it is. So yeah. you've got a mixed kind of domestic competition law, as in like the actual laws of the competition, yeah. with the laws of the land, which is quite complex. So you know, John Mills always used to talk about um, trying to keep his e, um, EQP, English qualified player, to be more valuable for sale hence he turned down uh, Warren Gatland so many times playing for Wales <laughs> uh, but that's why he did it because then you're worth more so it's different to that isn't it it's actually yeah, yeah it's Colpac so it's European citizens and also citizens of Commonwealth I think yeah because there was famously the South African cricketers coming to England as effectively English or European players oh yeah, yeah it's hell of a signing it's hell of a signing uh, Mark Tainton uh, who's now the operations director, operations director. he said uh, this is great value and pointed out as one of his bits of evidence that Charles Piatow is great value at £900,000 a year by saying when he was at the Blues, he averaged 1.5 tries per game, which shows the quality he's got. Um, I don't know where he got that statistic from because uh, Charles Piatow... 1.5 tries a game is remarkable. I think it was uh, 43 games and 8 tries, I think. <laughs> I'll have to be corrected on this. But that's not to say he's not... <laughs> 43? I'll, I'll check the actual stats, but certainly what Martin Tainton said is not, is not anything close to being correct. Um, 1.5 tries a game is ludicrous. <laughs> 1.5 tries... Okay. It's so, also a weird way to value a player. I think he, must, I think he was looking at points... It was 1. like game, games per and points, game. 1.5 points per game. So he played, t- let's say he played 20 games, he got 30 I points. I tell you what, this is one hell of a <laughs> lucky accident by Mark Tainton, isn't it? <laughs> Misunderstanding the stats and then ending up with uh, but, with Piatel. So even that, I'm just looking, uh, his Ulster is actually running close to two points per game. But that's uh, four tries every 10 games. It's, mm, uh, yeah. Um, his blues was forty points in forty-one appearances, so just less than one point per game. It's anyway. whichever way you slice it. His, his wasps was also close to two points per game. Amazing. So it's like he scores a conversion. Of, it's the equivalent of scoring a conversion every game. A try every two and a bit games. There yeah. You go. 
Two and uh, a half games. I can't help but certainly think. not a try every one, one and a half tries per game. Anyway, mm. <laughs> uh, the, the other one. So Ulster have got one more year with Sir Charles, and they also have what could be capping a, a final part of an amazing story with Christian Leofano yeah. joining. Which all the noises coming out are that he's joining. I've not seen anything official to confirm that yet, but it seems very positive. It does sound positive. I mean, it's kind of right time, right place, wrong situation. Um, but let's hope he comes over and makes a good fist of it and goes back, uh, you know, a, a better player and resumes his Wallabies career. I mean, that, that's I think yeah. what everyone hopes for. It. Oh, definitely, definitely. So yeah, I'm, lo- I'm looking forward. To, I'm looking forward to watching him play. Yes, a really, really n- amazing, story. positive story. Yeah, it's it, great. Re- remar- truly remarkable story. Yeah. What's not true? Uh, well, no, okay. Um, no, I'll, I'll save those other little bits for um, for later on. So we've got two teams we're going to throw under the microscope mm-hmm. uh, as we look ahead to the season, um, the new season coming. We've done. Well, I think we're halfway now, aren't we? Uh, no, we're, no, we're not even halfway, and we're running out of time. So <laughs> we might just right. have to do like a separate podcast with a couple of teams on. Yeah. So, so we're four down. Okay, so oh, who, four from each league down. Are we going to each? Yeah, and then since we started. The Pro 12 have decided to add two extra teams. <laughs> that's not helpful. So for every four we do, they're going to add an extra two teams. It sounds like it. It sounds like that's exactly what they're planning on doing. It's like running in sand. Yeah, so um, despite the Pro 12's best efforts, we will get through these, even if it means an extra podcast here or there. Yes, absolutely. Is it Newcastle Falcons? We New- do have the Falcons, and we also have... Connacht. Connacht, yes. Do you want to do Treviso and Connacht? If you, if you feel uh, you're capable of doing Treviso... Absolutely, because <laughs> without we'll some s- serious prep, I'm not sure I could. Let's do, do Treviso ne- next week. Okay, let's really, let's, let's well, we, we could do both e- both Italian teams next week. Generic um, Italian rugby next week. I imagine it might be quite short. God, okay. So, Connacht or Connacht first. Connacht first. Where to start? The beginning. <laughs> Such a dad joke, isn't it? Go on. Okay, so. Interesting looking at their outs and ins. They seem to have released quite a lot of players, um, including Boshoff. Man, it's Boshoff. Great uh, name. The, uh, the 10. The 10, yeah. Now, they have brought in a 10, Deegan from Waratahs, Australian, who's, from what I can tell, seems to be th- probably third choice at best for for the Waratahs. So, it, maybe it's like for like. Maybe it's not quite like. Well, Boshoff never came with any great expectations, did he? And he AJ McKin- AJ McGinty before him never had any great expectations. True, yeah. but McGinty turned everything round, and Boshoff didn't really seem I mean, to Boshoff do very was much. Boshoff meant to be their guy. He, was he back up at the Lions? Uh, yes, Golden Lions. But he's now gone. Is he going back to South Africa? Uh, I don't know. He's just listed as being released, so mm. presumably he will mm. go back to South Africa. He might play some Curry Cup, okay, and, and go from there. Um. Other players, so the other kind of name that's been released is John Cooney, who's scrum half, played a little bit of fly off, but mm-hmm. was always back up to uh, Marmion. So it doesn't feel like so they, it doesn't feel like they're losing many players. They they will be very glad so far to have kept hold of Bundyaki. Yeah, they've done very well keep, keeping hold of him. Yes, particularly with Pat Lamb leaving. Yeah, well, did he not sign his he did. contract before? 
Pat Lam left. And, and, then, and, then, and then he tweeted before. and then deleted uh, a tweet after Pat Lam yeah. went saying something like, I can't remember what it was exactly, but it was to the effect of like, oh, for F's yeah. sake. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty unhappy about it. Yeah. But, so the, that's the, the outs. The ins, they brought in Rory Scholes, former Ulsterman, who was over at Edinburgh, who's a handy winger. But they've already got two very handy wingers. Um, in the Nigerian chap <laughs> and Matt Healy, who's a very good player. Um, yeah. Who, see, if you hadn't said the uh, the Nigerian chap, I would actually have given you his name immediately. But no, but not. But uh, Adiolokin. Adiolokin. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> but he threw me off. Um, and most of the rest, of the, well, the rest of their squad seems to be there or thereabouts. So they've got a, a fairly handy team. Yeah. But perhaps not the depth so, as some of the other. And, and that two se- that two seasons ago is the exception rather than the rule. I isn't don't it? think it is. Okay, so there's a couple of things here. So first of all, the big difference between Connacht now and Connacht in the past is Connacht have money. They have um, a, there's kind of a more e- even fun- funding share now between the four provinces. Are you listening? A R U. ARU? The Australian, Australian Rugby, Rugby Union. Union. Are, are you listening when you say that's sp- spread around on the d- on the various coasts of your island? And <laughs> oh, right, anyway. I see. Okay. But they're probably not listening. Um, <laughs> uh, se- second of all, I-, I think the Pat Lamb revolution was a little bit more than just a, just a one-off. There was a huge emphasis on things like, like academy and also a, few, a, huge thing, uh, a huge emphasis on things like systems. So they kind of, ident- uh, they, as I spoke about last week, they have built this identity you know they know how they want to play. They know what they want to look like. Um, and I actually think that that will stand them in pretty good stead. Um, it's interesting though. So they did. They finished eighth last year, mm-hmm. and they were not high the year before that. If you actually, if you graph their league position, it's consistently seventh, eighth, ninth, with this one where they finished first, yeah. and then immediately after back to eighth. So it, from that perspective, it does look like an anomaly. And there's a few things you can tie it to, probably the biggest one being the World Cup, because there were so many players who were unavailable. Yeah. The window for the Pro 12 was squeezed because of the World Cup, yep. um, which meant that there were games going on during the Six Nations. I get it. Right, okay, so I do understand that, but I do, I still think the win, the winning of the league was far more than just the World Cup, because that's why play- playoffs exist. If it was just a table, well, actually, if it's yeah. just a table, I don't think, well, uh, I'm not sure they would have won. Actually. Maybe they finished second. Yeah, but it, I could see why it'd be more favourable, and this would be you know as it is. But they went and beat Glasgow, and then they went and beat Leinster in the final. So it was far more than just you know this um, uh, this one off. They started playing a completely different brand of rugby. That's continued. And there's a lot of chat, isn't there, about you know um, was it green shoots to green shirts and lots of you know there's, there's lots of good things there which I think will set them in much better, better stead going forward. Certainly more promising than you know the Dragons and Edinburgh and you know all 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 the other dross in the Pro 12. We just can't get it together. That that's kind of what I mean. They've got their stuff together now, and they just need to build build on that. I, I think solidifying the kind of situation they are, and you know, uh, steadily try and grow. The fact, as Phil said, they've kept hold of they kept the squad pretty much together. Yeah, a couple of additions. Yeah. I th- I th- that's that's a, that's a good thing. That's, yeah. a, that's a, I don't think it will be a, a trophy winning season for Connacht, but Un- unlikely. 
But yeah. you never know. But sneaking qualification for next year's European Champions Cup, maybe? The the biggest thing will be whether they do keep that uh, that style of rugby mm-hmm. that Pat Lamb got them playing, whether they do keep that now that he's gone. Yeah, oh, Well, they, they absolutely should do. And don't, the, oh, I, unquestionably, they should do, but and don't forget, will they? I mean, yes, they did finish poorly last year. And I was going to say, oh, look, they beat, um, they beat Toulouse. Well, did Toulouse not finish third bottom of the <laughs> yeah. top 14? Toulou- so. Beating Toulouse is not the accolade it once was. But beating Wasps is. Yeah. So, all credit to them. Definitely. Uh, right, so I- I'm going to bring something up before we move across to Newcastle. Newcastle. And we were talking about all the wonderful things and what, what a wonderful story Christian Lealiafano is and what a great signing Sir Charles is. Uh, there's some other things this week, and I'm not not even talking about Manu Tuolangi here, which are uh, and Denny Solomon, which aren't quite so good. Um, and it comes in the form of Steve Hansen. Oh, Steve! So poor Steve. Someone trying to explain this to me. Um, so I don't know what this product is particularly in New. Ze- it's obviously a New Zealand product. Uh, it's a type of biscuit. <laughs> and um, I'll tell you what. Let me just let me just play you the advert. stories of how the apocalypse began this tale is one of sportsmanship does he sound so bored yeah. doesn't he he, he so, must be one of the most fascinating men in real life because every media appearance every time I hear him speak he sounds like the most wooden boring person so, so his his previous acting work was he, he sounded boring because he was advertising like garage, garage doors, doors. Yeah. so you're going to sound boring now he's talking about the apocalypse yeah talk about the apocalypse oh, <laughs> well, there are many theories about how the apocalypse happened yeah, by the way he, he's perfect to be a garage door salesman I mean, his, his mannerisms couldn't be more suited to that job uh, let's hear him it all started when the boys sat down for a game of basketball naturally none who thought this was a perfect moment for some shapes which it was so the basketball he's referring to is a computer game basketball, and yes. a nonu eating shapes. Shapes is a type of crisp or biscuit or bis or bus biscuit. Um, and by the way, this is the All Blacks coach endorsing eating <laughs> shapes whilst playing on uh, well computerized basketball. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Great culture, bro. <laughs> And there's Steve Hansen driving off into the sunset in a Mad Max post-apocalyptic world so, with, a, with a leather jacket on. Have I got the moral of the story broadly correct? Which is they think so little of the gaming community that if they weren't to have any games to play, they would come out of their houses like zombies and effectively ruin all of New Zealand. Uh, the, New world. Zealand the, the world. Not just, world. Not just New Zealand, the They're, world. They are only a small power cut away from ruining the world. Yes. Wow. <laughs> uh, I don't know. What happened to the uh, no dickheads rule? Because uh, <laughs> it's an awful, awful... Ad- it's just an awful advert. 
Never ever lose, lose your baskets. What kind of gambling debts does Steve Hansen have? <laughs> <laughs> Why does he need this cash? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, my, little, my little brother was at a charity auction a few weeks ago. And uh, Warren Gatland was raffled off for, I think, 12 grand it was, to go and cook someone a meal at their house for six. <laughs> Warren Gatland? Yeah, oh, Warren Gatland was raffled off, okay? Yeah. God knows what Steve Hansen could get for cooking meals in people's houses <laughs> in New Zealand. No yeah, one. he does biscuit adverts. Uh, but, and by the way, no one bid for Warren Gatland to uh, climb a ladder and clean their windows. <laughs> oh, I'd bid for that. I'd <laughs> <laughs> be with a fortune. Oh <laughs> uh, wow! Up he goes. <laughs> I, I think maybe Steve Hansen has taken one for the team because because the, the oh yeah the, the premise spread, pre- spread, spread all all the proceeds out the premise nice evenly. Is, yeah the premise is so bad and the catchphrase is so awful never ever lose your buskets that maybe he just went boys I'll I'll take this one. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. You guys chill out. You, fo- oh. you focus on Bledisloe 1. <laughs> I've got it. Just how parochial is New Zealand? He's done biscuits and garage, garage doors. doors. Garage doors! It's still Think not it. It's still not as bad as Chris Robshaw doing Beats by Dre. Um, oh, saying, God. what did he say? What did he say? Uh, oh, um, I, yeah, we always back ourselves at home. Oh. <laughs> Directly before the 2015 World Cup. Oh. 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 Uh, Beats by Dre is a multi-billion pound empire. Yeah. Biscuits and garage doors. Beats by Dre is a serious <laughs> product. Yeah. Apple, Apple. Apple own it. Yeah. He Apple spent a lot of money. Chris Robshaw was doing adverts for Apple. Uh, he's doing, what, adverts for Apple flavoured biscuits? <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Steve. You're better than that. Allegedly. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. All right. Newcastle. Newcastle, Newcastle Falcons. Falcons jump into the Avicii Premiership. Uh, we've had a couple of uh, reviews come in in the last few days, actually. The last Alex, second, literally the last yeah. second, someone's just someone in. Alex Telfer uh, being one of them, so I'll go with Alex's and then supplement it with. Are you going to read it, Tim? Yeah, I've got it here. If, that's, go well, if you want me to, um, you can. That's all right, no, because I've got it up here as well. Okay, well, ch- chip in as and when. I'll try. I'll try and um, summarise it as best I can. Uh, so Alex Telfer talks about the previous season and highlighted that Falcons finally found a way to finish somewhere other than 11th and actually signed players fans had heard of. Yep, which is important. And so there's a general feeling of optimism Mm. ahead of the new season. I think Dean Richards, we gave him plenty of credit throughout last season. It's what they did with the pitch and then the style of play and the recruitment. Yeah. Uh, I think think Dean Richards has done a really, really good job 
I still think they're going to find it very difficult, but um, we'll get into that. Uh, so several seasons of process has finally started turning into results. The best season... Se- uh, see, I didn't know this. Thank you, Alex, for letting us know. The best season since since Johnny Wilkinson was at Newcastle. Wow. And do you know what? Johnny Wilkinson never had many particularly good seasons there. He might, have, he might even have missed the... I'm pretty sure he did miss the time when they, when they won the title. It was him and Rob Andrew were both... Rob Andrew, Twiggy yeah, those sort of boys. Uh, Gareth Archer. Pat Lamb. Pat Lamb, yeah. There's loads of, good, loads of yeah. good lads. Off the field, things continue to improve, with finances improving whilst not being great still. Attendances up last year, season ticket sales hitting new highs, new backroom facilities at Kingston Park, and a fully committed owner in uh, Simul Kurdi. Now, I was, I was there for a couple of times, and it's really cool. And it, the same thing happens at Saracens. The number of schools that use the... The, the facilities for the for rugby which is great for promoting the yeah, game yeah. you had these schools games going on and then uh, all these games going on throughout the afternoon uh, into the game and then the, the, as I say they're developing the sort of conferencing facilities which is one of the things that the Exeter Chiefs have made a backbone of their business mm. uh, the only blemish was the sudden announcement of a of a top home fixture versus Saracens being moved to Philadelphia blemish being announced what? after season tickets were sold uh, so you get one less game for your season ticket. I yeah. think they do get some sort of um, some sort of rebate, though. They get something for it. Well, he doesn't sound very happy about it here, but but uh, Alex points out that after hearing the financial reasons for it, most fans have come around to it. So I gather it's quite a lucrative yeah. process to go through. Anyway, departures. Um, uh, Marcus Watson, off to Wasp, was pretty much the only regular player leaving. Mm-hmm. Um, Adam Powell, Tom Catterick, Moritz Bota retired, uh, or they all retired through to injury due to injury, but that's that's quite good in terms of retention, um, and then in terms of recruitment, I mean, God, it goes through goes through every position on the field. Yeah, so it does go through every position on uh, on the field. It's a couple of things I'd like to pick up on here. Uh, first of all, uh, I might mention that I nipped up to uh, Glasgow to see how things were done there. And they've got a board of all their top lifters, like top bench press, top squat, top this, top that. Uh, and it's, for the current squad, it's, all time the, it's also the all-time squad. And the name that keeps on popping up over and over again, John Walsh. Oh, really? Yeah. And if you don't know who John Walsh was, or is, because he's still alive, he is the prop. John Welsh. John Welsh, John Welsh sorry. Who, um, who did a little chip and chase. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Uh, a mighty strong man, I might add. And Tim Ar- Tim Archer, on his review of Newcastle Falcons, said that the the performance of last season was built on the pack uh, with guys like Mark Wilson, Will Welch, uh, John Welsh, Scott Lawson, Callum Green, uh, setting a really good platform. They have got a little bit of uh, a little bit of dog in their in their front five. Yeah, which yeah. has made a big difference. Yeah, and do you know what? Thinking about it. I actually think the plastic pitch makes a huge amount of difference to them because last year they spent quite a lot of time putting flankers in at second row. And maybe if you're on a heavy pitch and you need that extra bit of physicality, that's not a great idea. But if you're moving the ball side to side, and they really do move the ball well, mm. having that extra flanker probably, make, probably makes, makes a bit of a difference. Mm. So into the back line then, uh, where we've in the past they've got some really exciting guys out in 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 the wide positions with Gonover and Sonotti Sonotti um, to name a couple. Toby Flood brought in at fly half. Where, where do we stand on that signing? Uh, I'm a little bit dubious as to how that will play expensive. out. It gives you a bit of class, gives you a bit of winning experience. I hope so. Nice. And the, the worries I have with it 
it's a little bit like Exeter last year, when Exeter went from the guy who they trust and they know, and they ran Slade at 10 for a few games. It didn't quite work. And it's not because Slade isn't as good or better player than Steenson. It's just because it's a different combination. And do they sacrifice what they've got there, which they know they've got, and they've got a nice team shape, they've got a nice way, way of playing, and disrupt it by putting to- Toby Flood in there, who could be a completely different player? See, I, I, I actually quite like it. I, I like it, definitely. It gives them options. I think that's more important. I, I think it's... So, the number of exciting backs they've got. So, yes, they've lost Marcus Watson, but still having Gonover, Sonotti, Sonotti, Lord Hammer of Hammershire, bringing in DTH van der Merwe. Good, yes. good signing. And strengthening their centres. Maxime Mamoz, Mamoz and Matavesi. Alongside Sacchino, who was one of the best centres in the league yeah, last year. I'm going to go further than that. I think he was the best 12 in the league last year. Unless but, someone can name someone better than him now. He was the best, the best c- 12. Certainly in terms of uh, number of games he's played... Footwork, uh, try scoring. Yeah, yeah. You know, maybe defensively, he, he might be found out. I don't know. I've not didn't watch, didn't watch enough of him, but I certainly watched his his fantasy points come in. Yeah, um, with, with the amount of tries he scored. So he's a and that's another one, isn't it? So you've got Hodgson who's been developing all year. You've got um, Sacchino who's been excellent, and now you've got uh, Mamoz. Is he backing him up? Is he going to be thirteen? I, I think Mamoz will be thirteen. I think it'll probably, if I was guessing, it'll probably be Matavesi, Mamoz, and Sacchino backing up. But oh, I, I, I'm not I, sure I don't actually. Be. I think it'll be Sacchino and Mamoz yeah. with Matavesi as an That'd option. That'd be nice. That'd be nice. Well, and also, Flood but, plays a lot of twelve. Uh, he does. Although, he although uh, what, that's the one thing I do really like about Toby Flood: the age profile. You've got a bit of class. You've got one of those like yeah. guys that knows what he's doing, been around the block, and that will really help Joel Hodgson. Yeah, yeah. There's no reason he couldn't revert back to 15. He's done a lot of 15 too. Toby Flood's a very flexible player, and Toby Flood is not the most flashy. But you don't need the most flashy fly half no. when you've got the talent that he's got outside him, and also Takalua as the scrum half is brilliant. Mm. He's electric when he gets the ball. Yeah, and so, pretty good kicker. Not that, that really matters too much. No, because you've, you've got other kickers in the team like Flood and Sacchino. Yeah, I'd love to know what how they're going to knit this lot together. Uh, they also... It feels like they're building for something else rather than build... Oh, sorry. They're building a squad this year to do something else with. And what I mean by that is when you see squads being assembled where typically you've got two players per position and maybe a little bit more, it's because they've got a European Cup campaign on their mind. Well, Newcastle don't have that. They certainly don't have a Champions Cup uh, a campaign to contest. So I wonder if they're kind of building it with that in mind. And this season they're looking for that... Top six. six. Yeah, top six. Top six is everyone's target. Mm. Um, it wouldn't surprise me if they get a good run in the uh, European Challenge Cup. They've got the team to do it. Yeah, I think They've so. They've got the squad to do they it. They did it right last year, didn't they? they... I, can't, I, can't, I can't remember. They definitely went to Newport I'd... and won there, but everyone goes to Newport and wins there. Um, yeah. I would say this team is going to pick up... I mean, I think they'll start strong, but I think they'll pick up a lot of their wins during the winter uh, at home. Plastic pitch? Plastic pitch. They they can play the rugby. They're, they're ready for it, and they've just got to hope that they don't get Saracens at home during the winter. And, and to be fair, someone like I reckon a Worcester versus Newcastle game is going to be a belter because they're both going to be both playing on the plastic pitch, basically yeah. the same way. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Er- Big strong pack, exciting backs, and fairly few fairly few errors. I'm fairly positive about this Newcastle team. Now, I think getting into the top six is going to be difficult because it's going to be difficult for absolutely everybody. I don't think they're going to lose any internationals in the autumn. 
Oh, uh, maybe. Well, DTH. I don't know if he'll go away with Canada. Obviously, if he's. Yeah. I don't know how. Might. I don't know what the deal is with those kind of guys, but. Yeah. Do you I, I don't think they're going to lose anyone. Which. Maybe someone like Nili Latu to Tonga. Tonga. Perhaps. How old's Flood? Thirty-two. No chance of him getting a recall, is there? Nah. Very unlikely. Well, when's the next World Cup? 2019, June, a two week, years. Uh, year and a half. Well, yeah, just under two years. It's not when's the next World Cup, it's how many players. Bearing in mind, basically, England have called five centres, five players at inside centre who were all fly halves right, so into their ser- squad. So, serious question. He though. would be like 10th in line. Serious question. When he left, he was the incumbent 10. Y- yeah. Right? Not far off. And all the guys that bought in in that 12 position, except for Ben Tail. Or maybe except for Manu, but you know we don't know what Eddie Jones is going to do with him yet because we've never seen Eddie Jones play him. Just saying, they've all been distributing twelves. Yeah, true. And Flood's a big lad as well. He's like six two. Might, he might even be bigger than that. Uh, uh, he is six. He's not that big though. As in, he's six. He's listed w- as nine, ninety-one. Has yeah. Uh, the important question in terms of uh, his sort of physical appearance is: Has his empire, uh, not empire, state building? That has his Statue of Liberty gelled. Haircut like the kid out of In Betweeners mm. uh, changed at all. <laughs> I hope not. I, I hope not. Because his power certainly decreased then. Uh, I, I do you know what? If he are, gets you, are, you, run... are you seriously putting his name forward for an England recall? Well, Eddie Jones says that the day that he already knows the day that he's going to resign, the day after the World Cup, he's got one task and that's to win it. And if Flood is the best guy for the job, and I don't know if he is, I'm just saying, if he does show up and is the best guy at Newcastle in that 12 position, why not? He's I, not. You, I don't think he's going to play in that twelve position. Well, that's no. it, isn't it? If he doesn't, he's not. I think he'll play ten. He's not, and I don't think he's. I, the, I, I think, think he's better at ten than twelve. Yeah, I think he's better at ten than twelve, and I think in either position he is at least tenth in line for England, probably mm. lower. I'm not sure. I don't. I don't think he's nearly as low as you think. I would just make the. I'm just making arguments now <laughs> that if Eddie liked him, he'd be able to move. Uh, he'd be able to move. Farrell into 10 which I think he likes Come on, put your money where your mouth is well, no. is, is Flood going to play under any Joe no, no, because Jones? money where my mouth is is, is I'm going to put £10 on Flood having a 15% chance of making the England team <laughs> <laughs> so it's a non-statement well, yeah, but why are you making such a big deal about I'll put no, I'll put I'll put ninety quid on him having an eighty five percent chance. Because of, what's going to happen uh, now, right? Is my pride's going to get in the way? I'm going to make good org- good arguments. I'm a good adv- I'm a good advocate, even even when I don't even when I don't mean it. You're are, you, are you just been trying? Are you trying putting, to butter him up for and, an interview? And is then, that what's going on and here? Then I'm going to end up putting a hundred quid on him. Um, Starting the first autumn yeah, international yeah. <laughs> with, with Leo Vegas. Yeah. Hear me now, believe me later. No, I'm not falling into it. I've done it with Anthony Allen. I've done it with Miles Benjamin. I won't, I won't fall into it. Damn it! <laughs> Almost had him there. You put you put the bait out, Phil. You did your best. You did your best. So Newcastle. Then. By the way, injury robbed me of my Miles Be- Benjamin in- England appearance. That's the only thing. As with Anthony Allen, world class rucker. Yeah. Yes. Uh, so. Where do we stand on Newcastle's hopes then? I think six is easily, not easily, I think it is very obtainable for for, for them. I, I think it is. I think six is possible. I think it's unlikely. Just the, the number of teams who are, are so good and are building, so particularly the two who didn't make the top six last year, Gloucester under Ackermans, who have strengthened their team, uh, and Northampton, who can't be as, Northampton year, can't Northampton can't be as bad as last year. I think they can. I, 
I just can't see it. They were that bad, and they nearly snuck it. They could have snuck in in the last couple of weeks. Yeah. yeah I actually think the Premiership in standard has gone down a, a tiny bit, two, maybe one, one or two percent this year. Hmm. I well, you know, and I'll explain this a bit more in a minute. Someone like Newcastle have basically kept everyone except for a couple of injured injured guys and Marcus Watson, Marcus Watson, and they've added substantially. Yeah, true. I think they are much better going into this season than they were finishing last season. Uh, so for that reason, they're going to be, they're not going to be in the bottom four. Uh, will they be in the middle four? Yeah. Who I'm is it? Who, who do you think is in the bottom four? Then you've got Irish Worcester, Sale and Quins. Sale and Gloucester. Gloucester. I think Gloucester and Quins probably. So Sale are not in the bottom four. No, I think Sale will be kind of. The bottom of the top four, I would guess. Bottom of the top four. Sorry, sorry. Bottom, bottom, <laughs> bottom, bottom of the middle four. Bottom of the middle four. So you're saying sale will be seventh or eight? Seventh or eight, I'd guess. Just whilst they're building, I think Newcastle will storm ahead. So but, you think Newcastle will be top six then? Yeah, but I mean, let's find out because Sale have got Newcastle on the first weekend of the season, Friday night game. Hmm. Interesting. I think if Newcastle do get eighth again, they'll be happy. Yeah. They could possibly push for seventh, and they could push. They they'll be in the reckoning. I mean, they were only three points off top six last, last mm. time round. So I think they'll be in the reckoning. They're definitely in the reckoning. They have yeah, to be. I don't... Yeah, they'll definitely be in the reckoning. I just think other teams have got so bigger players, just better experience. On, I'm going to say this. I think Saracens are not really much stronger than they were last year. But don't worry about them. They'll be absolutely fine. Yeah, don't worry about Saracens. Ex- Ex- Sar- Saracens have brought in two enormous players into that already enormous pack. Liam William... Oh, no, gone. <laughs> no, um, Will Skelton and Tolafua who, on, who yeah. are both yeah, Hooker are, who's yeah, like we'll, 20 stone and Will Skelton's like 23 stone yeah I think Exeter will just carry on will we'll just kick on Leicester have undoubtedly gone backwards in terms of personnel uh, there is no two ways about it that they have uh, Northampton have lost their, the only thing about them last uh, last year which was truly world, world class it, in Louis Pickamol uh, Gloucester have lost a few that, that uh, they've added a few but you know, no great shakes there Wasps, wasps. Yeah, I'd say wasps have gone, gone backwards too. We said this. We said this the previous year, and they finished top. Yeah. Uh, whereas a, a team like Sale and I'm going to say Sale and Newcastle have probably strengthened their teams more than anyone. Possibly, but they're starting from a lower base to strengthen from. Yeah. I, interesting. Anyway, Tim, what, what say you? Newcastle top six, top eight. I think they will have a very settled team. They the home advantage is working for them. Yeah, and I like the the recruitment they've made. I think it's very pragmatic and it works for them. And I could see them. I could see them re- repeating what they did last year, which, yeah. as you said, was the best performance. Again, it's not quite the outlier performance like the Connacht's was. No, but it. I, you could argue it's a slight outlier performance in mm. in that it was a wow they've picked up a bunch of wins at the start of the season and and then um and they picked up more wins i think they'll they'll do well to repeat that yeah i would i would say ninth would be my guess well uh possible to, i don't know so much 6 7 8 something like that hmm. um before we move on from premiership matters i want to mention this because it did come into the news and we've not got it on our schedule but I'd be interested to know what you think Johnny May and what's his face swap, swap clubs. Ed Slater, thank you. One of the interesting things that came about this is Leicester paid Johnny May out of the last year of his contract. Yep. Yep. Didn't they? And they've closed this loophole now. 
Yeah. Which means... The, the loophole is, so a club can recruit a player. I don't know if Gloucester had to agree, but whatever the case, the amount of money that Leicester paid mm. is equivalent to the annual salary of the player for one year or the annual salary that they're going to play the yeah. player for one year, whichever yeah. is greater. Yeah, the previous salary or the new salary. So Leicester still had to agree to it. Sorry, Gloucester still had to agree to it. But what then that they? that's how they worked out the amount of money. I don't think it's that any club can just buy a player, Yeah. can take a player for that yeah. amount. But maybe, maybe it got, is. Well, no, is you it? can buy them out of the contract, and it's, it, it's now for the two clubs to negotiate. But here's a bit that I don't right. like. The money that they negotiate with them doesn't count against the cap, and it should do. I think this would be a really interesting th- thing to do. So if I want to buy Phil, right, from um, Ulster, no, that's a terrible, uh, terrible example because Ulster are on the Premiership from from Sale. If we okay. want to, if we want to recruit Jeff Probin for the podcast, for his yeah. for his thoughts on uh, maybe women's Jeff, rugby, maybe someone else. <laughs> yeah, but if he wanted to, right. Um, if you wanted to recruit a player from a Premiership team, yeah, we want to get Jonathan Joseph to pour champagne on on the floor for us exactly. during a podcast. That's, yes. that's what we're buying. Let's let's, let's, let's forget podcast. the Avicii. That's what we want. Yeah. So like, let's use this. So if, Jonathan Joseph, we're get we want a champagne pourer for the podcast. Right? Yes, we've identified Jonathan Joseph is the best in the business. Hundred percent. We want 100%. him. I would need to pay five hundred thousand pounds to secure his services. Say right. So Bath say yes. I say yes. Off we go. That should count against my salary cap on top of his wages. Ooh. And the reason I like this is because I really dislike the idea that someone can land in a premiership club and say, okay, I've got loads of money, I'm going to start buying these players and then putting them into um, into teams. And the reason I don't like it is not some you know idealistic nonsense. It's because, well, the rules of the game are, are there. And also the only people that stand to benefit are the clubs. The, the players don't get any additional money for it. They just come on board in you know, as... You know, as they are. So it'd be better for everyone if they let the contracts run out and then they can offer them a whacking great big contract if they want. But in the meantime, the clubs have got to do what Saracens have done so successfully, which is work hard, identify talent and develop young lads. And that's it. So you already do get the benefit for doing that because you get the academy credits. Yeah. So right now, uh, Itoji, for example, is more valuable to Saracens than anyone else because of the academy credits. So your idea would go a little bit... Well, it would go actually go a lot further mm. than that. Um, so, for instance, I'll give you an example. Like Piertau, someone like that. If he was... Or uh, Tumua. Okay. No yeah. academy credits. So no academy credits, yeah. Nice nice big salary. Nice you know, nice player. I go out and pay you two million to have him on my box. So two million is completely written off, even though that is you know, one third of someone's salary cap. Well, the, the, and then I just pay him you know, 500k or, what, or whatever it is. And I can continue to... Com- com- uh, continue to replicate this trick over and over again but so the law change will make that more difficult because it becomes negotiable mm. so rather than just pay him say he's at 300k at Leicester rather than just pay him the 300k you now Leicester will say no god no it's worth 600k to me because I've got to go and try and find another Matt to and how many of them are available in the market exactly so this it, it probably already does move in that direction I just think Build your team properly, identify yeah. talent properly, bring them through properly. Uh, one, in, one interesting thing that was raised, I think it was Pat Sanderson that raised it. He he was making a point that Saracens, when they, when they're looking ahead in the future, they're in a position where they might not be able to afford to keep the players that they have developed. Unlucky. Which you say you say unlucky, but I'm again I sort of on, on the similar theme. I wonder if you should incentivize in some way 
developing international players through your academy by expanding the cap when you do. Maybe so it's it works similar to academy, similar the, to the academy, academy credits, credits, but and the English qualified players credits. They both do yeah. work in yeah. that way, but perhaps expanding that, expanding that slightly. So you, yeah. you've got another couple of examples in. I mean, look at the look at the Saracen second row. You've yep. got potentially by the, by the time the World Cup comes around, you could have three of the four locks. Yeah, could be Saracens. All academy products starts behaving like Saracens. I don't mean you know cheating on on the cap. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> going and finding young kids and you know and you know identifying good um developing them into yeah. world class players if everyone d- d- does that no one's going to be too worried about losing their world class players because everyone will have world class players which, which they have developed and as for Saracens if you're going to lose Maratoji Ma- because you can't well you probably keep him but then you'll lose lose Cruis or someone or is it or is it Quay or yeah. Yeah. yeah whoever it is Here's a lesson for you: Go back into the schools, go back into the clubs, and find the next one, and just but keep how, on re- repeating the trick. I mean, all the clubs are trying to find players of that caliber, aren't they? Well, some clubs are definitely doing it more than others because you wouldn't say that about Bristol, who've just splashed nine hundred. I mean, how yeah. many, how much, ta- how many talented kids could nine could nine hundred k get you? A lot. Yeah, an awful lot. You know, and how many are there? Well, they, they found Cruis, they found a Todgy. They find they found the guy whose name I'm not going to pronounce because I can't. Ezekwe, uh, Jackson Ray, uh, Jamie George, uh, Jamie George, Alex Good. Oh, look at that! It turns out there's loads of kids. If Nathan bother, Earl. Yeah, if you bother developing, there's loads of kids. <laughs> People said um, it, about RGC, there is no talent in in North Wales until they went out there and developed it. So that's how you do it. I think that is dismissing the fact that the clubs are trying. Perhaps some are doing it better. Well undoubtedly some are doing it better than others mm. but I think they're all trying in various different guises yeah I mean they're slowly coming around to it because they can yeah. see once someone just how does big it, a benefit yeah. it is once someone th- does it and, well, no, actually no, no not all of them Leicester aren't but yeah, okay well, it could potentially be another solution could potentially be you know how you have marquee players who are who are brought in from outside of the league you yep. could potentially have uh, positions outside of the salary cap for academy products where you could go, you've I've turned you into a absolute world class superstar. I'll still have to pay you the money, but in terms of the cap, we can park you outside the cap. Yeah, yeah, Academy International or something like that. Think about like why that wouldn't work. I don't see why it wouldn't actually, because presumably Mario Atoji then couldn't go to Bath for double the money, because he would be inside the cap. He'd be inside Bath's cap. He'd be outside of Saracens' cap. So he'd be worth way more. Yeah. So what is the downside to that? I mean, I guess the downside to that is the player's personal earnings can then be capped by the club who say, well, he can't go anywhere else, mate, so we're only going to pay you two-thirds of your market value. Yeah, but, that's a good point. Although mm. he could always go to France. Yeah. Well, it doesn't mean... It doesn't mean... He, yeah, yeah. Well, it doesn't mean he couldn't go somewhere else. It just it just, incent- yeah, it just, yeah. just incentivises clubs to develop youngsters. Yeah, and actually, as long as there's a salary cap in place, yeah. Yeah. it's fine. I guess the... The difficulty would be, theoretically, your salary cap all of a sudden becomes massive. So Sar- Saracens, if they've got, so they've got half a dozen guys, that each one of them worth nearly a million pounds a year. Yeah. You, all of a sudden, you've got double the salary cap. Uh, and and also you need also you're then going to start pinching other academy lads, or they're going to start stealing kids away and putting them in you know some private school when they're 12 because that, that's when the cutoff six is six years old like football clubs do yeah so and they, 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 they sign these... they sign 100 kids at six years old 
and 99 of them just get thrown on the oh, scrappy by the time they're 12. I had a client who um, worked at a large football club, I won't say which one, prim- premiership club, and that's exactly what they did. They would bring in oh, yeah. God knows how many seven-year-olds to play goalkeeper and keep two of them. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. Crazy. The attrition rate is astonishing. It's like the uh, the unsullied army in Game of Thrones. They, you know, <laughs> just <laughs> chuck them in the sea, put them on a mountain with wolves, and the ones that come back Hang are the on. ones we Have want. Have you not had enough feedback from Game of Thrones? <laughs> 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 anyway, uh, feel free to give us your thoughts on anything we've talked about at Rugby Podcast uh, on Twitter. Um, an email, contact headchasers at gmail.com. Are there any clubs we're still waiting for a... A, a kind of se- season preview on. I don't think we've had one from Cardiff. We'll make that up. Really? No, I don't think we've had Scarlet. Surprising. Uh, I don't think we've had. <laughs> Maybe it's not surprising when people have heard us talking about Pro 14 or Pro 12 in the past. Well, yeah, and particularly the Welsh clubs. Um, <laughs> who else have we not heard from? I think we've got everyone from the Premier Yeah, we've got everyone. Got but, everyone. But if you do want to, you know, make your feelings known about your club, yeah, send them over because we'll just we'll um, have a right mix, reply. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll mix them up. It's always good to get a few opinions as well. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, I I also need to make an apology. Uh, I need to make two apologies. So the first oh, one, first one to Ireland to the IRFU. Or, yeah, for or having the, uh, the situation horribly wrong. The Irish the World, World Cup. Cup bid. Yeah. yeah. Oh well, yeah. Then you're gonna get all of your um, games in Ireland. There you go. Hope you're happy now. Yeah. So they, uh, so the, the Gaelic. Uh, association, GAA. athletic association, or whatever it's called, GAA have have uh, are supporting the Irish Rugby World Cup bid for 2023, which is a really really nice move. Um, and so they're able to have all the stadia and all the games inside Ireland, which of course is already a cross border competition because it's the Republic and the, and the other one, the other one. Um, <laughs> okay, and uh, the other apology is to the people that sent in the Glasgow Warriors. Uh, reports or previews because I never mentioned their names so I'm going to mention one name now Craig Taylor sorry for not mentioning uh, you in the uh, in Top the Man Craig uh, Top Man thank you I do appreciate it and I'll issue the other two apologies to the other two guys who have not got their names now next week <laughs> <laughs> very good oh dear uh, uh, shall we finish off with anything else like if, you, if you're going to Philadelphia please please uh, catch up with us uh, we'll be in New York for two days, Philadelphia for two days, and we'll be uh, mostly playing rugby, watching rugby and drinking. Mostly drinking. Mostly drinking. A bit of rugby Yes. I'm still not 100% convinced on the idea. I'm going to play on the wing. I've decided I'm going to play on the wing. <laughs> out, out the way. Well, I can maybe play on the wing. Yeah, I'm going to play on one wing. You can play on the other wing. I get, I get too involved, though. Oh, but, but humble f- brag. <laughs> no. I hit too no, hard. No, no, <laughs> no. And my body's too much of a wreck and it falls I'll play apart. Fullback. I was in the gym, I was doing an upper body exercise and tweaked my right quad the other day. I'm not sure I can hack a, a I, game of rugby these I, days. I, I can't turn my head to the right because of pull-ups that I was doing. <laughs> wow. Which, uh, yeah. Just too many pull-ups. I was early to say, too many pull-ups, yeah. I went to gym today, did nothing but arm curls. So I did just went, just went did you do them in the squat rack? Obviously, <laughs> no other place. <laughs> oh, boys! boys. Well, I'm, not putting my, I'm not putting my barbell know, down on the floor. I know that this is... An audio product primarily, but I've got a picture here, and I might even put it onto the Egg Chasers Twitter with Tim's. Uh, no, do it. Tim, Tim's mission. I already like the sound of it. I've no it's, idea what um, it is. It's a picture of a man that uh, a picture of a man that I talk in the gym, and I'll let, uh, <laughs> I will let. Uh, I love Tim, gym fails. Tim, describe what you're seeing. Oh my god! Um, it's a man putting a 15 kilogram plate onto a probably a bench press. Yep, and. He's wearing lycra, 
Look at the shorts. Lycra top and the Lycra shorts are very, very tight. I mean, they're Lycra. They're they're cycling shorts, but not Johnny made down to the knees. These are barely below the ball bag, and they are pink and white camouflage. Yeah, so what you're seeing here, right, is a man... And he's a, comp- he's, a, he's a composite of sev- several different men. So his shorts are like pink, yellow, and brown camouflage. So his shorts... <laughs> yeah, they're, they're like the sort of the Craig... Uh, sorry, the... Uh, the What's his name? The the James Bond guy. Daniel but, Craig. Da, 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 uh, I was da, thinking more beach volleyball. Yeah, yeah, da, Daniel Craig. So... He's got the head of a of a of a Russian gangster, <laughs> the body of a U.S. Navy SEAL, and the legs of Graham Norton. <laughs> it's unbelievable. <laughs> I saw someone today. So you know, in some talk about pull-ups, there are there are these uh, these little contraptions which it's like it's like a padded yeah, thing you put your assisted. knees on. Assisted pull-up. That's yeah. it. So you put your knees on this thing, and it 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 helps you do the the pull-up. There was someone. There was there was a fella there today who was in. A pro- oh God, that's outrageous! <laughs> they looked like almost Quinn's colours. Mm. They could be Quinn's. Uh, he was in pretty garish get-up himself. This fella, and he was he was he obviously didn't know what this assisted pull-up thing was. So rather than kneeling on it and holding the bar above his head and doing pull-ups, he was putting his foot on top of the. The thing where you're meant to put your knees and, and pushing down, down. Yeah. and doing like a so I've seen I've seen girls doing that as like a glute yeah, exercise, I, I almost saw, like a glute raise. Oh god, it's type a thing. thing. Yeah, I, I saw a guy. I've never seen guys doing it. I saw it. a guy on Friday on his back, <laughs> pushing up with his feet on the Smith machine. Yeah, I've seen that before. What? Just do a squat, just, uh, or just to go on a leg press machine. Who are these people? One of the, so that does remind me of so that I've only seen women doing that, uh, ladies, women. Women well, doing that. Women, girls. <laughs> no, <laughs> voluntary females. Non-binaries. Cis- cisgender, f- cisgender, f- assumed cisgender females doing it. Um, one of our dear friends, uh, friend of the pod, Steve Elliott, uh, he did oh, no. once. He texted uh, our rugby group saying, "What do you think of this uh, workout that I've I've started? <laughs> I've started doing." And it's like, amazing. There's a couple of well, there's a personal trainer, and there's a few of us who quite like the gym in that group. And we're like, it's a very feminine workout. And he's like, yeah, it's the one that uh, a, the personal, pers- trainer. a personal trainer's given to my girlfriend. It was all like the bikini, yeah, bik- bikini booty body workout. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> talk about, talk about kind of, you know. Like, say, like, say, well, what is the saying? Like, saving a penny and then just yeah. missing out the point. Just yeah. pay for your own personal training. Yeah. He was screwing over one of our friends as well. He was, actually. <laughs> By not paying yeah, for the personal training session. Yeah. Anyway. No. If you're going to train, do it properly. It's the moral of that story and a good one to end on as well. So I think we're done, gents. Just one more thing. Ruby Championship next weekend. Oh my God, of course. We should do our Leo Vegas bet of the week. We should. On the Bled is Low One. Oh, goodness me. Hang on, hang on. Oh, battle stations. (laughs) It's been a while, hasn't it? (laughs) That's right. With LeoVegas.com. Leo Vegas love their rugby. Uh, they we do as well. That's why it's the perfect partnership, and it's the perfect place for you to have a little flutter on the rugby, which this weekend sees New Zealand take on Australia in Bledisloe One to start the rugby championship. Sorry, did I say that right? Is it is it New Zealand v Australia or Australia v New Zealand? It is Bledisloe I in no, but it's in Sydney, isn't it? Uh, it I, is. I said it the wrong way around. So I said New Zealand. Yes, first. it's in Australia. 
Yes. Hmm. Uh, the Australian Rugby Union is in a, a pretty difficult situation. Bill Polvo, whatever his name is, has stepped down. Um, kind so, of as he killed off the Western Force. Yeah, he put the bolt in the back of the head and, and then killed himself. I dropped the gun and handed himself in. Well, I thought he put the bolt in their head and then put the bolt in his head. <laughs> in his own head, gone, maybe, 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 yeah. Um, I'm going to say conservatively. 650 nil to the All Blacks. <laughs> It'd be interesting to see. So the All Blacks uh, narrowly drew, should have won a, a series against um, the Lions. Australia lost to Scotland at home. Um, it's not looking pretty for Australia, in all honesty. And it, they've got, they've brought a load of new guys into the squad. There's a load. Of, look down this list. There's a load of names I just don't recognise. Um, and obviously, I've not been following Australian rugby as or Australian Super Rugby as closely as nothing. I have done. Because yeah, because they're not winning games. They're rubbish. Brumbies got into the knockouts as about the ninth rank, ranked team in the tournament. They were only there because Australia are guaranteed a place. Mm. Um, so yeah, I mean, I'm looking at these Don't players, and they are names I recognise, but they're all not, all of them. Not there's all, a lot. Not there's a them. lot of names. Um, I mean, there's. Crikey. A lot of names I do not recognise. Yeah, I'm kind of with you here. Um, Bill one, Meeks has two, been called up. Has he? Yeah. One, two, three, four, five, six. Six uncut players to go against the best team the world has ever seen in any sport. And a team who can afford to completely drop Julian Surveyor. Yeah. Uh, I think the big hope here is Curtly Beale is the golden bullet that on his own can beat the All Blacks. And they <laughs> have we seen that before ever? Um, yes, I've seen the. I think I've seen Curtly Beale beat the All Blacks on his own. I think he slotted a last second kick. It could be in South Africa, but it could have been could have been New Zealand. But um, a last <laughs> second kick from I think the ten meters right on his touchline. Hmm. So he, yeah. If the right Will Genya turns up. Then actually, that backline is pretty handy. The starting backline, yeah, could be probably pretty handy. So Bernard Foley has not been the same player he, he no, was for he the hasn't. past couple yeah. of years. So I'll say that Genya and Foley then. Yeah, Genya and Foley. If they turn up, you could probably then have uh, Curtly Beale, Kurindrani's not been the same player. Uh, Haylett Petty's not been the same player. I think more Falau is probably the one. He's the go-to man. He is the same player. He's still incredible. Yeah, I think for Australia, the big problem is that the All Blacks have seen what they look like over and over again. And I can't see them looking any different this time than what they have previous. It, they're not a team that change much. They do one thing, they do it reasonably well, but the one thing isn't even nearly good enough to beat the All Blacks. And that's their problem. And in Super Rugby, I'm probably wrong in the actual number, but it was something like 25 nil. New Zealand versus Australia yeah. games this season. I tell you the most worrying thing as well. Like you can see, kind of green shoots with South Africa. You can see each yeah, of their yeah. franchises. They're doing something, something slightly different, and you know, there's a, you know, kind of coaching experiments going on during the actual tournament itself. With Australia, it's just we'll field whoever we can afford to pay, whoever um, we can drag in from the NRL or yeah, bring in the quality. The quality of their pack just does not on just the names I'm looking at does not. Just not look up to it. Doesn't seven debut players kind of seem a bit desperate? 
Uh, Michael Hooper, obviously outstanding, and we've seen Tamani do some good things, but just that, that front five, I just think they're going to get battered. Yeah. 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 Even some of their non cap uh, some of their players who've got caps. Plotter now's got 71 caps. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah, so Plotter now and Stephen Moore. Stephen Moore's probably a little bit past it now. He's retiring at the end of the year. But some of the players who, who are capped... I've not heard of. Ned Hannigan. Jack, Ned? Big Ned. Jack Dempsey. Oh, Ned. I've heard T- of Jack Dempsey. Tatera Faulkner. Well, maybe we're completely wrong. Maybe maybe this is exactly what they need. Joe Powell? Is, um, big, uh, big, big Joe. Big, big Joe Scrum Half? Joe Powell? Oh, dear. Um, uh, yeah, this is going to be New Zealand. <laughs> well, look, if they, as I keep saying, if they really knew, they wouldn't bother playing. So yeah, ho- hopefully some of these lads will, you know, and, on the green and, and when you, when you proud. when you're doing nicknames, Aussies just put O on the end. You know, like in Simo. Like, like English foot, English footballers just put Y on the end of names. Yeah, yeah. so it'll be Paolo, Dempso, Paolo, Hodjo, Dogo, Hodjo, Bilo, yeah, Folio. Does, <laughs> okay, what is the lowest score that New Ze- that New Zealand will win by? Let's do it that way. Uh, New Zealand will score more than forty points. Okay, I think Australia can on a good day score possibly around the 20 mark so i'm going to say new zealand will win by at least 20 20 points i'm going to say new zealand by yeah do you know what new zealand by 20 i'm going to go new zealand by 30 but i'll caveat with this i really want australia to win oh i want australia to win so much it hurts and it's not because i hate the all blacks because i don't hate the all blacks i've got an, i do marginally dislike Steve Hansen but <laughs> I don't hate, hate, hate the All Blacks in fact I've got a ton of respect for him the reason I want Australia to win is because if they get hammered by 40 points or 30 points or whatever it is and they get hammered again and they get hammered again what is this going to do for the global game yeah I mean it is a disaster of epic proportion if if Australia miss out if, if Australia lose interest in rugby union because these bunch of pounds oh. can't play yep. it's going to be an absolute travesty so all that history gone, everything gone. So pull yourself together, Australia. Go and do a good job. Just make it respectable, please. Having said that, I think they're going to lose by 30 points. Yeah. Bloody oath. And then the other game, South Africa host Argentina. And this Ar- could be close. Well, I'm so disillusioned with Argentina. Yes. Since the uh, conception of the Jaguares. Mm. I thought it was going to be the springboard for them. Like the team unity, the togetherness, yep. the experience of just all of their players playing week in, week out, and they've just seemed to mm-hmm. use it as like, I don't know, a random number generator for tactics. Yeah, it's weird, isn't it? Um, maybe they have got closer. Um, maybe they in, like you know they enjoy drinking more together. <laughs> they really enjoy, they really enjoy, really, really enjoy a bit, bit midweek polo. Yeah. yeah, but a lot of red wine and steak. Has it really affected the the Pumas, though? Did they not turn over South Africa last year in South Africa? Uh, well, rugby championship since 2012. How many games have Argentina won? Ooh, two? Three. Three. Um, Three. Yeah, but I mean... And, so, and it's not that they've been improving. And how many rugby championships have they been in, though? Well, that's since 2012. Oh, wow. It's been a, it's been a while, then. This is number... This, this will be number five. Or number six. Yeah. So, they won one, five. one last year, uh, which was, I can tell you now, it was against South Africa in Argentina. Yes. Oh, was it? Okay. So in Salta. Argentina will lose. 
They're going to lose by 15 points, which I need to happen because I'm hoping I'm this season coming now is going to be the great revival for South African rugby. That's that's what I'm hoping for. I think I think you're two seasons early. I think they will actually peak in time for the World Cup. I think you're right. I think I, I think it's a far rosier garden there than it is for Australia. And they're my only real hope of the All Blacks getting a good game this this year. Completely agree with that. I do love. There's a few Argentinian players that are really, really, really got a lot of time for. Who's that? What's the Issa? Is it the number eight? Yeah, but will he be playing? You know, he's not in the squad. Yeah, because he's. He's now at Toulon. Tell you who, at Toulon, yeah, of course he's not in the yeah. squad. He's, he, he's no. a hell of a player. Um, is it Orlando, the outside centre? Orlandi. Orlandi. He just throws ridiculous passes. Who's the massive lock? Uh, there's uh, Petty. Lavanini. Lavanini. He is hard. Yeah. He's a hard Argentine stallion of a man. Um, he's one of the few guys that... You'd let him impregnate your wife. <laughs> what? <laughs> no, I'm joking. What? Oh, a, a golden timism. Um, <laughs> I was going to say I'd like to see him stand up against Ivan Etzebeth oh yes that would be he, good they just they seem to be cut from the same sort of cloth mm. it's going to be a forward oriented just a beast fest yeah. beast <laughs> imagine the, my, the amount my of favorite, <laughs> my favourite adult film <laughs> oh dear uh, right I think we should uh, do one so, on that yeah, note on that note we haven't even mentioned the wonderful Cornerstone. Uh, well, yeah, just buy, go, go buy some razors just, at Cornerstone. Yeah, egg ten at checkout. You know the drill. Cornerstone.co.uk slash egg chasers. Loads of people are doing it. Um, so get on board. All get right, yourself then. a cracking deal. Right, let the boys play. Let the boys play. Goodbye. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 